This podcast was produced and recorded in the studios of Cairns FM 89.1. This is The Evolution of Intimacy with Ella Shannon. A show about sex, relationships and everything in between. You can start to feel bliss while you're vacuuming. I don't know if I've tried that or not. Do I want to try it? What is it? Very complex, very interesting. Flogging, whipping, caning. So there I was in my high heels and my little dress. So it is purely a stigma. Healthy sexual expression with other humans. I went to the local women's health centre and went, I think I'm a lesbian, is there a support group? They don't know quite how to talk about it. It's actually a core skill in relationships. That has always worked for me. My guest on the show today is Steph. Steph, in your profession, when asked what you do for a living, most people I imagine might tell a white lie or they wouldn't say the full story. But you've chosen to be extremely vocal and open and celebrate your industry. And I just think that's so helpful in reducing stigma and normalizing this line of work as a valid career. So good on you and thank you for being willing to come and talk to us. Can you share with the audience a bit about what you do? Sure thing. And thank you for inviting me onto your show, Ella. Um, I'm a sex worker. There's a lot of different names for that. And personally, I like to call myself a luxury companion. That's synonymous with prostitute. It just sort of attracts a different kind of client base is the the aim. So yeah, I basically keep men company. It's not always sexual, but most of the time it is. The work is extremely diverse. It's, you know, listening to men talk about their dynamics with their mum and dad and, you know, sort of being like a listening ear. Sometimes it's indulging somebody's wildest sexual fantasy, which they've been afraid to play out, you know, when they're in the dating scene or with their ex-partners. Sometimes it's men whose women are menopausal or whose wives are menopausal who haven't had sex for three years, and that's just a physical need that they just really need met. So a lot. It's every Everyone is different. At the core of it, it's just customer service it's relating to people it's making people feel good that's a lovely name a luxury companion that does sound really glamorous yeah it's very it is glamorous and I think there is like a stigma around the word prostitute and if I was to market myself using that language I think I would attract not the kind of clientele that I choose to attract so yeah I like the wording luxury companion and what got you into this line of work Steph general openness curiosity and a true hatred for working nine to five I just found that all through my 20s I suffered you know my health really suffered when I was not earning much money doing crazy long hours it wasn't for me and I had to find a career path where I had agency where I could make a lot of money and where I could be creative and just call the shots essentially which is what I do now what do you love about it the people like the regulars who I see often I sort of joke like I have lots of boyfriends in different cities and certainly plenty of boyfriends in camps there are boundaries that are up but at the same time you do build genuine rapport with your clients 
I enjoy, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy the money. I do. I love the, lib- the liberation of being able to live comfortably and to only work maybe an hour a day or two hours a day. And the rest of my time I get to put towards self-care and personal development. Yeah, I really enjoy that. They're the two things that really come to mind for me. The way that you're painting it just sounds fabulous. Are there any not-so-glamorous parts of it or any challenges for you? Yes, absolutely. You're putting yourself out there as, you know, on the internet for anyone to see. Your number is there, your email address is there, which means that you're constantly dealing with inquiries which are quite disturbing. Men who um, might be boundary pushers or who might just want to just, for their own enjoyment or whatever it is, waste your time or abuse you. So you do have to, in terms of admin, deal with some really frustrating low consciousness individuals. I think it's a part of the job, you know, there's always good things and bad things in any any industry and the thing that bothers me the most is the screening process in actually like deciding upon who to meet. Yeah, and weeding through genuine inquiries versus people who you might not feel safe to meet or who are quite icky. Yeah, it's awful people are disrespectful and not coming with real intentions to engage your services and just waste your time. But it sounds like you're really quite skilled at keeping yourself safe and working out who is appropriate to see and who perhaps is not. You are listening to The Evolution of Intimacy with me, Alice Shannon, a show about sex, relationships, and everything in between. Most of us have not been encouraged or taught how to talk about sex. They are curious. Hang on a sec, I'm a woman, like, I have needs now. Whole new level of sensation and pleasure. I looked at my yoni before and after and mm. I was like, oh my God. You may experience a range of emotions. What we associate as being related to one gender or another, it changes all the time. Pleasure is our birthright. You're on these massive doses of steroids. I look like Bert Newton. I wouldn't have been attracted to myself. (laughs) So they were just so happy to know that A, they weren't alone, and B, that this was like a legitimate thing. And that actually sounds really lovely and erotic, really pleasurable. It's a secret. Mind-blowing. Yeah, it's totally a real job. And the people who I know, who I'm connecting with in the industry, are very savvy and business-minded about it. There's a lot that goes into it, you know, in terms of marketing and how you portray yourself, um, the way that you run your business and the systems that you have in place. It's Basically, the way I see it is I've always been a service provider in some way. So whether that was teaching yoga or as a personal trainer or a colon hydrotherapist, some services are quite necessary, whereas others you can go without. So if you were running short on money, uh, maybe you will forego that yoga session and just practice at home. But sex is a primal need, and there's a reason why it is the oldest profession in the book. It's not going anywhere. It's always in demand. It's just something that you can really work to your advantage as a woman if you do so in an empowered way. Steph, are there times or areas of your life where you have to 
not be so upfront and open to be able to go about your life or to receive different services and things? There is the instance where legally speaking, like you're not taken as seriously. So when I bought my house on the paperwork, I am an entertainer because I would not have received a home loan if I was to have put sex work up. Wow, gosh. And what does entertainer mean? You know, why is that? more uh, opportunity for money uh, according to the bank isn't that a a funny outcome yeah it's interesting because it's not like we are a group of people who wouldn't pay our mortgage can be pretty profitable this industry so it is purely a stigma you know when you think about it it's not it's not because we're not able to make the repayments if it was in the case of a home loan it's purely stigma and political and I do understand that there, it's not fully legal to be a sex worker in some ways in Queensland still and that there's people advocating for the full decriminalisation so that there are some restrictions in the way that you can work that potentially stop you being as safe as you could be in other industries that have workplace health and safety and unions and different things to support you. I don't know heaps about the legality of it. I know what I can and can't do in different states. So, for example, I'm not allowed to offer threesomes in Queensland, but you can in different states. And in terms of, of like, the criminalisation of it or process of full decriminalisation, I can speak to this in one way. So I did have an instance in Melbourne when I met a con man and he didn't pay me the full amount of money and that I was deserving or that had been agreed upon. And I was quite furious. And I didn't know what would come of it, but I thought this I'm going to call the cops on this guy I was really surprised when I received a phone call back from senior constable whoever and he was like I know who you're talking about he's done it to a lot of women in Melbourne and I'm going to put this guy in jail can you please provide a statement so I thought that was awesome I mean it was the only time that I've needed to go to the police about something you know for my basically for my sense of justice and it was received with a policeman who was taking it very seriously so I don't know I'm sure that that was maybe an isolated instance there's probably so many times when things just don't get looked at properly certainly in Melbourne there must be they are obviously looking after sex workers that's so good to hear and it sounds like other people had been brave enough to come forward as well so it wasn't just an isolated incident. No, certainly not. He was a proper con man. Um, there are lots of support networks out there for sex workers created by sex workers. So there's something called Ugly Mugs. You can look up people's phone numbers, people's names and that's how I found all of these reports against this particular individual. And there's some other industry things which I won't mention because it will it's a secret. Sure. <laughs> basically if the men if the men knew about it, they might have a way of taking off red marks against their name. Sure, but how fabulous that sex workers and escorts have been able to come together and work out ways to keep themselves safe, even if the full uh, breadth of the law uh, doesn't necessarily do that in all states. Yeah, everyone's got everyone's back actually in this industry just from my experience like I mentioned at the start I didn't have any friends in the industry I'd met a girl doing erotic massage learned how much she was making and was like oh I want to get in on that because I was like falling behind on rent and just hating my life (laughs) so that was like my 
the extent of my network. And then I sort of put it out there to the universe, like, I really want to make some friends in the industry who I can resonate with, who have got their head screwed on, someone who I can just debrief with and bounce off of. And yeah, since then, I've just made so many industry friends all across Australia. Yeah, you're doing it safely. You're running your own thriving little business. You're meeting lots of cool people and you're really doing amazing work just to share the message that this is a valid career. You're having a great time. It's just as valid as going into any type of career. And I think that would really help a lot of people that maybe can't be so open or haven't had the courage to be so open. It's an interesting thing, the whole phobia or the whole raki. And admittedly, I had a degree of it myself and it always just comes like prior to the working in the industry, it just comes down to a lack of awareness. If you don't understand something fully, your mind makes up little concepts around it and they might be completely false or they might just be really black and white and it's like such a nuanced thing. It's kind of in any industry, in any career, there's nice things, there's bad things, there's glamour and there's, you know, whatever. There's always contrast, the, the bits in between the same with sex work and it's a real job and people yeah I guess I as you know I've got a podcast and a YouTube and I speak really publicly publicly about it I just feel very strongly about demystifying it and ultimately the more that we can understand other people's lived experiences and walk a day in someone else's shoes it's all a part of the waking up the enlightenment process is being able to accept other people and understand and to drop the judgment because judgment is painful it only hurts the person judging I feel like I want to play a big part in like that whole process I do think about myself a few years ago when I was not enjoying the work that I was doing and I was tired and I was exhausted and could never get ahead I would have probably been feeling a lot of envy to witness me now but yeah, it is just all about doing that inner emotional work. That's amazing. And just being brave enough to take a risk, I think, and going, you know what, I'm not happy. This isn't really a conventional career path, but stuff it. I'm going to give it a shot and really, yeah, paving your own way. I, I think people are afraid to be themselves mm. in this world, whether it be as an artist or however you want to express and whatever service you want to do. People are very, very comfortable to remain within the confines of what's socially acceptable. We can all just walk a day in someone else's shoes emotionally or even like in terms of like what turns a person on. Man, that would be so cool if we could all just be so free to be who we want to be. I moved up to Queensland five years ago and that was the best thing I ever did moving away from my family because I think being surrounded by the people who I've known since birth kept me in a confine. I mean, like, I can't say it was their fault that I didn't sort of blossom, but felt like I needed to be in a new environment to say, like, okay, cool, now I can experiment more and, like, try this and try that without fear of what others would think. Well, Queensland is so lucky to have you, Steph, and it's been such a pleasure to talk with you today. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I can't wait for all of your future instalments. You've been listening to The Evolution of Intimacy with Ella Shannon. We're feeling juicy the whole day. Every desire I could possibly think of. What sort of impact would it have? They want it, they're going to go and get it. They don't think of long-term consequences. Oh, did that feel really nice? Oh, yes, that felt really delicious. 
being able to feel good about my body again, that's been a huge thing. All anybody really wants in this world is to feel seen and heard. We actually do have a lot that connects us physically. It's making people feel good. There is a real sense of hopefulness that returns in a relationship. A really beautiful thing. Take that beauty and that calmness and that bliss and that sense of peace out into the world. Thank you for listening and I hope we've inspired you with our juicy conversations on this episode of The Evolution of Intimacy. If you would like to go deeper, you can book a session of relationship counselling, sex therapy or individual counselling via my website. I work in person in Cairns, tropical far north Queensland, or I can meet you online anywhere in the world. Or you might prefer to go at your own pace with my 12-lesson relationship and intimacy online course. To book or to listen to previous episodes, visit my website, ellashannon.com or follow me on the socials at Evolution of Intimacy. Finally, please go to iTunes and write me a quick review if you're feeling kind. Thank you, lovelies, and see you next time. This podcast was produced and recorded in the studios of Cairns FM 89.1.